All right, my number three favorite album of 2022 is Crash by Charlie XCX. Yeah. Whistle from the cuts, I put it in speed drive. I'm about to crash, I'm about to crash, I'm about to crash, I'm about to crash, I'm about to crash. I'm about to crash, 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 i am uh, I think is one of the greatest and most creative pop stars we have right now. Yeah. Um, like Fontaine's, she cannot stop making great music and stop cannot stop making it onto my year-end lists. Yeah. Um, I feel like Crash, this new record, is just like a cornucopia of great pop music. It's inventive, it's colorful, it's both futuristic production, but also mixed with touches of that 80s pastiche, which in some ways you could say is overdone these days, but... Charlie does it really well. Um, because of that, I think this is the best pop album of the year. Interesting. Um, which, again, I love pop music. Um, what's interesting is that the at the time of the this album announcement, whether it was she or all these uh, indie blogospheres, everyone was making a big deal and how the world was kind of scared about her releasing her first big mainstream major label album. That, oh my God, she's going to lose all of her weirdness. Is that this one? Yeah. Oh, all I didn't of her hyper pop weirdness, more her more abrasive qualities, her uniqueness. Hmm. But I would actually posit that Crash proves once again that even when she's leaning, in some ways, you could say heavier into big pop choruses and sometimes cleaner production, she still makes this like masterful pop music that still feels very unique to her. And I think pop music is better for it. Like like her, the production cannot be cannot be uh, overstated how inventive it is. Yes, although actually something I noted was that, listen, when you um, presented Charlie, the yes. album, as your number two, maybe, yeah. I think, of 2019, I was shocked. But I'm really glad that you have, again, introduced me, I would say, to Charlie and in a way that like when this album came out, I really wanted to hear it. And I fell in love with a handful of these songs. Um, but looking back at Charlie, the album, I feel like this production is not nearly as impressive. I mean, that was very much like a specific, maybe I'm thinking of those like crazy, like car crash kind of kind of things. Well, but that's what I'm saying. This is more pared down. So it's not as crazy or intense, but I still think, Every song is like caked in these beautiful synth tones yeah. and really interesting percussive electronic beats. Um, one of the songs that I want to highlight that I feel like is a showcase, not just for these amazing beats and the inventive production, but also her vocal talents, and that's going to be Move Me. I feel like Charlie XCX is known more for her big bangers. And I actually want to focus on some of her, I don't want to say softer, but like yeah. less intense songs. Move Me is a really cool song for her. It's like she's got this very seductive very. and low octave sultry vocals in the verse yeah. with this like very cool tinny like pitter patter yes but also this yeah the pitter patter percussion yeah. plus these atmospheric touches and then she goes into kind of this hip-hop chorus 
up my body tight. Oh, I love that. I love that it goes from this like more reverby. you move me, then oh yeah, exactly. You just said just very like becomes very. And in that, she does this thing with her voice that I always, always love, where she hits like she hits. Yeah, she hits these high notes as if she's. In a video game, like yeah. again, I call this like Nintendo core. Totally, totally. Where it, it yeah, hits. there are a bunch of those uh, moments. And on I this love that. Um, also, at the end of this song, she does this amazing thing with her vocals. The me, me. Yeah. There's just so much here, and I think yeah, I don't even know. Yes, why I put you away? And follow what you wanna, gotta have it. But I'm saying mm-hmm. there's so much in this. This song is like two and a half minutes, yeah. and I feel like it it hits so many um, things I love about her as a vocalist, and 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 these really interesting pop songs because she also does these big pop bangers that i mentioned like the opening song which you said was one of i love that song oh my my god God. it's it's amazing she has she has a bunch of songs in her catalog where she basically stays on this one note it's almost like Like next level charlie yeah and then i'm about to crash crash is awesome it's such a great so, opener oh my god the production the production on yes. these choruses what do we call them barely exactly whatever it's, they are yeah. is so like michael jackson paula abdul yes adam yes so <laughs> yes like there's a synth sound i actually we yes. do need to hear this This is the end of the song. You actually think it's going to go to another chorus, but it doesn't. I know. It just, you hear... I wish I, it does. I know. It kind of ends too early. I know. This is a synth sound I have not heard since Speed Demon is by Michael the, Jackson. Is it kind of like the plunky... Like everything here. Oh, this the, like the guitar deep, solo. The guitar, the deep synth, those like DJ orchestra hits. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes. Like the, yes. Bah, bah. <laughs> uh, the, the tambourine hip hop beat. It's... Oh God, it's so... Yeah, this is easily uh, one of my favorites. Um, another favorite song of mine I want to highlight is a song called Every Rule. Every rule for you. Like I said, what? for whatever reason, you don't like this song. No, oh my Ooh, god! What? This strangely, I hate, I, I hate, I like this song less than Baby, which is a classic song for me not to like. <laughs> anyway, why do you love it so much? I love. <laughs> like I said, I think people are used to seeing Charlie as these big, bombastic, sometimes abrasive, like hyper, sugary pop songs. I love this ballad it's like this gorgeous again these atari synth Mm -hmm. 
I'm so in love with that. This is a song which I can't believe. She, I mean, this is about cheating on your significant other. Oh, wow. It's literally what this song is about. But um, I love, I'm breaking every rule for you. You're breaking every rule for me. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, uh, but the like, yeah, we like, know that it's wrong, but if he's real, doing it. That's kind of lame. I no? think this, I think it's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, but but per those bigger songs, I mean, there's so many killer songs on this album. Like New Shapes is an amazing posse cut with Christina the Queens, Caroline yeah. Polachek, that has this like thick synth pad. Wait, she's on that too? Yeah. It's both of them? Yeah. I guess I never looked yeah, at yeah. the title long enough for it to scroll to, to <laughs> Caroline's name. What you want? Yeah, the like Van Halen synth. Good Ones is like very menacing. Oh, it's like such a ripoff of Sweet Dreams. Synth, it does have this Sweet Dreams synth funk bass, but it almost sounds like Gaga-esque with yeah, her very attitude. Much like Gaga, yeah. um, you mentioned Beg... Was it Beg for Your Baby you didn't like? Baby. I love Baby, another killer dance pop song um, with, that has that I'm Charlie... I'm gonna fuck you up, I'm fuck you up. I'm I you love up. her char- that, that Charlie fun. swagger. I hate that shit. <laughs> Beg for You with the 90s house throwback. You didn't even throwback. talk about constant repeat. That is such a good song. Constant Repeat is great. Lightning is catchy as fuck. Oh. And there's these Tell amazing... me what you want and I'm going to give it to you. I love that. Tell me what you want. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, amazing 80s synth bass in, in Lightning. Yeah. I love that. Oh, so, yeah, like club. That I'm kind of assuming dark. one of your favorites has got to be Yuck, right? Uh, no? Yes, definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so Doja Cat. Like, there's something about it that's so... Can you tell me I'm pretty? <laughs> Look. Mushy. It's so funny. Just having a song about being turned off by I, a guy it, who's, like, too mushy I know. I love the so lyrics. I love funny. the vibe. It's insanely catchy. And it kind of has that more organic per, uh, production. Um, I think the only song we didn't talk about was Twice, oh, um, which is a great closer. Wait, you didn't talk so, about Used to Me. Oh, used to me, which, which is very. I'm glad your, you're not you know, talking about it. No, I it's, like it. It's, it's like a Miami club tune. It's like I was gonna say like Euro dance. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, but twice, um, all the things I love are gonna leave me. Like that lyric mm. just paints this song, this album. I feel like Charlie is kind of like um, Carly Rae, like in her sad girl phase. Like all these, like this. She always kind of taps into insecurities. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if she just broke up with her boyfriend or it was in happening but like there's kind of breakup stuff all over this album um i this is like next to crash this is my favorite so the song. opener and the closer for you yeah, yeah. i love because and it's a similar type of thing where it's just riding out that don't think twink don't think twink don't don't yeah. don't think twink and again another kind of nintendo thing you're talking yeah. about i love the like tropical marimba line throughout the whole thing all the things I love are gonna leave me. One day you're never gonna be there. <laughs> great melody. Yeah, like I said, cornucopia of great pop music. I think we both agree that a lot of the like '80s synth bass work all over this album is exciting. I agree, it's not as inventive as the hyper pop stuff we had on on Charlie. And Maybe it's because it's slightly shorter. I do like it better, I think, than Charlie. But again, all it's in way all, shorter all in than all, I just, I just want to thank you for sort of oh, continuing to, uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't even say you, you, you pushed this on me. This was very much like I knew this album came out and I wanted to listen to it. But it's in no small part because of uh, the 2019 album. Oh, she I'm did. glad. And even though this album is called Crash, like listening to this in the car is the best. <laughs> it, it really is. Again, I, you don't drive that often, but a no. lot of these albums and songs come to life in the car for me. And this is like, this is one I've blasted in my car so many times. 
All right, my number two favorite album of 2022 is the album 1111 by Pine Grove. They are simply my favorite. The best. Yeah. uh, I hate saying that because of (laughs) Counting Crows, but I just love them so much. Counting Crows won't hear. For sure, I listened to this uh, the most out of any album that came out this year. All those Spotify wrapped things that happen, maybe maybe Pine Grove's aware of this, and this is why they always put their albums out in January, but it's so heavily like when you see all your top favorite songs they're all from this album it's just like i just put this album on repeat i definitely prefer it to marigold as well which clearly i I don't because yours was number three in 2020 um because i think it's more consistent it doesn't have a moment like the song moment to me but some close contenders and it's just to me more consistent i feel like this also has a lull and I, I don't I don't think it's in quality I think it just the, my, the okay this album is like number seven for me like, yeah no, I, I love this record and it, I yeah. listened to the shit out of it and there's so many great songs I feel like my quote-unquote issue with this album is that it hits this mid-tempo vibe for like five songs in a row yeah. and it just stays mid-tempo mm. and I think it needed more punchy songs like cyclone in the middle because it's just it's just very dr- drab is not fair because these are great songs but it's it's very sluggy sluggish (laughs) sloggy in the middle even though like orange is one of my favorite songs but into orange respirate like all these songs are the same yeah some of them even start the same i feel that Um, what's funny is that i also kind of uh made a made a point of noting that between I mean, Habitat slows down, but between Habitat, Alaska, Iodine, and Cyclone, they are rocking again more than I think they do on Marigold. Maybe. But it's different. It's not the same like up-tempo, but it's just they're playing hard Mm -hmm. in a way that I don't think they did on Marigold. Well, definitely. Alaska is Listen, I still love Marigold. I just think that for me, Marigold, towards like the end... Well, it's I just the last two tracks. Well, Marigold is nothing, and like, Neighbor, and Neighbor is my least favorite thing they've ever put out, and so it just like it just ends poorly mm-hmm. for some reason that took it off my list. But anyway, I just simply love falling back into the world that this band creates. They never, never fail to, uh, I don't know, impress or whatever. And again, similar to Fontaine's. They have managed to keep their sound while ever so slightly experimenting with more sounds, keyboards, a little bit of organ, things that they haven't done in the past. And it is still, it's ever so slightly, I think, produced a little bit better in terms of the mix. But it's still got this very like Pine Grove roomy feel. I want to take a second to shout out Megan on bass. This is her first record where she is playing throughout it. And she kills it. There's so many moments that I can pick out where she's just got these nice... uh, Moments, no, no pun intended, on bass. Um, I've also never been so aware, probably because I don't often dive into lyrics uh, for an entire album, but I've never been so conscious of environmentally focused yes. lyrics. I know you were talking about this uh, for what 
band? Was it a song? Weather Station and okay, Death yeah, Cab, yeah. Foxglove. There we go. Which, speaking of Death Cab, do you remember that Chris Walla yes. mix, mixed this record? Yes, and I'll, I have something actually to, yeah. to say about that. Um, but let's start, uh, honestly, the first song I want to showcase is the opening track from uh, 1111, Habitat. I didn't realize until recently that this is actually a B-side from Cardinal, which, okay, maybe that's why I love it so much. <laughs> Their debut you, record. You mean like an outtake? Like, I don't think they released this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. I'm, something that they yes, had written. an and older didn't. song. Um, to start your album off with the seven-minute. Seven-minute opener. Is pretty bold. And it I, is. I love it. I, Lo- I think this is so one of the best simmery, re- songs on the record. sultry, and dynamic. How he, he goes from Evan it's so still how'd you do that you settle down my habitat i love that exactly those little little (laughs) bars of seven i love the gone and and dilapidated and then this great rocky instrumental transition into oh but, but that riff, just like Dotted Line had a great riff, this yes. opens also with a great riff. Again, yes. I feel like we don't hear riffs anymore. Like, <laughs> why don't we hear more riffs? It's true. It's true. I love that they have often such, hear like lead riffs. Such a big statement of a riff that that is such a great motif that is, you know goes through and then transitions the whole into outro the second. and more yeah. like acoustic guitars. Yeah. But you're right. You're right. And it's so Pine Grove. It's like such a them kind of riff. Um, yeah, when he goes into the, in the morning, I'll go and like the band slows down a little bit and then it just settles so nicely. You hear birds chirping. It feels earthy. And mm-hmm. this is like the beginning the habitat. habitat. We're yeah. talking about like, the whole album is about climate change and that no one is doing anything about this, etc. Um, yeah, all these little melodies, the precipice, the precedent. You hear Nandi, it's, it's so gotta evident. love Nandi, she's yeah. still there, uh, from Half Wave, or really from Pine Grove First. Um, and just, yeah, the way that it simmers down and then it builds back up. I mean, it never gets super hard, but all the little things that come in through benthic tides and vandalized, all his, Evan's little melody changes. This is such a fantastic song. This I, ha- is w- I have to ask though, have the hand claps grown on you? Yes, I know. <laughs> when Josh and I, similar, just a lot of albums, he and I, you know, if we haven't listened to it or it comes out at midnight for something we're really anticipating like this one, we will just press play on the album at the same time and then listen to it, text each other our thoughts. Nothing you haven't heard before, but <laughs> as soon as you get to this sort of uh, outro section, there are these hand claps that come in that when we first heard it, I was like, these are way too high in the mix. They're kind of off, but strangely, it works. I don't care about it anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't think about it. It feels live to me for some, for whatever reason. I'm always on edge, obviously, when like your favorite band releases a new record. You're like, is this going to suck? It's like, <laughs> you hope it doesn't, but I'm always someone that like expectations low. Um, yeah, great lyrics again. A lot about um, just kind of winding through, looking at your habitat. Uh, the lyrics throughout the album that are like that. Um, then we get Alaska, which was, I believe, the first single that came out from uh, this album. Am I wrong about that? 
No, you're right. Um, you go from it's a like two minutes seven long. minute opener yeah. to a two minute rocker, rocker, which I love. It's so bouncy, yeah. and you're right. Outside of like phase, maybe they haven't really rocked like this since Cardinal, right? Because Skylight doesn't have things this fast, right? In terms of speed, speed, for sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely, it's so bouncy, um, and it's just a simple and perfect pop melody. From the verse to the chorus, last month in Alaska, the pattern of my life laid out. Um, <laughs> and then that, lay me down and tether me till I get it with I the harmony. I love that twang in yes. his voice there. And then as soon as the riff comes right back after that first chorus, it is the most Counting Crows they have ever been. Hmm. When the organ just sweeps in like Charlie Gillingham. Yes. So good. Um, and then just lyrically on this, the way he... The way you'll hear it when I say it last month in Alaska with the pattern of my life laid out. And I asked what I'd been asking you like trees repeat, like numerals do 11, 11, like a ladder to the atmosphere. The rungs each come again and again. I love that. Ah, ah, ah. Mm-hmm. He keeps finding words like that. When we landed in Orlando and the local time was 11, 11, the pilot has had his eyes closed through that opalescent open road. That's the most Evan thing ever. Yeah. These are like iridescent, iridescent, like internal rhymes, not at the end of the word. Yes. Uh, end of the sentences but within the words yeah so good uh yeah and then you got iodine which i know is a josh favorite you don't love that song no i do (laughs) (laughs) i really do it sounds kind of like life support i feel like i told you this from rent you know what i mean that's such a funny reference i'm so glad we have all these musical theater references coming through this i hope i hope you listeners know what we're talking about when we bring up these uh, stay down yeah way down way 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 down down, way down down. i'm with you i love that i love that too um, yeah, the there's just, something so beautiful about the guitars that sound like birds chirping, like, like yes, just absolutely build this beautiful atmosphere for when the drums come in, like Zach Levine, my, my man, yeah, one, one of the, the best. greatest drummer, one of the drummers best. right now, drummer, drummers. <laughs> I love his drums on this song Same. when he comes, and, and they're huge. Yeah, they are low they are tom, produced bo- 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 so well, and here. the piano as soon as oh it, yeah, the ding, piano hits bah. that nice low end, so good. Um, Orange, you were mentioning. Orange is easily one of my favorites here. It is so depressing. It is so depressing. Me, and I actually didn't love it at first. Yeah, I, You still I, don't? No, it, it also has grown, and I'll, and I'll explain why. Well, first of all, one of the reasons I didn't love it, so you were mentioning Chris Walla. Was he a guitar player in Death Cab? Yes, and he also did a lot of production for them and multi-instrumental uh, work on the records. Got it. So he was one of the engineers mixing he this. He mixed it. He didn't produce it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but speaking of Chris Walla, this melody always sounded way too much like Your Heart is an Empty Room from Plans, Death Cab. Oh. How fades when your heart is an empty room and Dun, 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 dun. Interesting. It's very similar, actually. Okay, that's a bummer. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We do it to each other. Um, we actually, what, what song is it? The Alarmist. There's a there are a few songs on the last record, Marigold, that felt so Death Cab. So it actually, when we yeah. heard that Chris Wallow is involved, there's like this kind of makes sense. Perfectly. Yeah, I mean, listen, they've got similar vibes in vo- vocal style, yeah. right? I mean, I they both say. like flirt with what you would call emo. Yeah. Um, and but, also just very, uh, uh, I don't know, lyrically heavy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is such an exclamatory chorus. And I think what made this grow on me is the fact that 
it's kind of sloggy at the start, but then as soon as you get to like after the first chorus and those verses, it just builds. Yes. The fact that the band is building and then it builds even when the other chorus comes in, it's still, they're trying. The the pounding of the drums there. Um, This line, I tried to warn my Senator. He said that he invented it and that I should feel happy. He talked to me at all. I tried to down the bluest pill, the author of the fucking bill bragging on YouTube, the criminals he'll kill. Not so sure. I love throwing YouTube in there. Okay. Mr. YouTube, the clouds. I know. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I I agree. I also don't like the addition of YouTube, but it's so simple. Talk about simplicity today. The sky is orange and you and I know why. Yeah. Like again, this was, I think this was happening when all those forest fires were happening. But there's also Um, something about like, when I think of an orange sky, it's like beautiful, but this is not beautiful. This is like, you are seeing the world starting to crumble. Um, Still very moving, very haunting, very depressing song, but is one of my favorites on the record. But again, like I mentioned, then you get orange, flora, respirate, let like all these songs are kind of in this mid tempo lane, even though I like them on flora. Yeah. The end of flora is like, don't worry. God, I I love love that that melody. I'm heading to the flora. Yeah, but I'm with you because flora and let. Not favorites, but I do love Respirate. I really do. I'm not necessarily going to call it out. We don't need to listen to it. But every time the chorus comes in, we're having a hard time now finding Finding a good good way out. And the organ, it just, at the very end, I get chills every time. But I care now, not going to let you down. And then I do oh, love... I love that. Yes, yes. If it, it goes, wasn't clear, I'm it sorry. It goes I'm, right... Well, what are you talking about? <laughs> I think what you're saying is the end of Respirate yeah. literally ends with, I don't want to let you down. And then the next song is, I'll let you down. down. Yeah. That's great writing. <laughs> yeah. I lo- Like, how often does that ever happen? I know. That the lyrics, when they're not connected song, like... I, yeah. I think album sequencing wise yes exactly but, hey maybe they actually tried at one point to not have it be so sloggy I, and they're like well let's put let, let's put let here because it works maybe. lyrically I, I just want to quickly say i know this is stupid but i just have to mention i i don't care as much as youtube youtube in oh, yeah. orange because as i knew I you were gonna hate, call this i hate him saying when, when corona hit i hate that every believe time believe me every it time was a song every like, time i i don't think it, it's bad enough to ruin the song i always think about you like you could have said anything I was, else no, is there anything like when the virus hit like I, i'm trying to think of like what he could have said that when covid 19 but it's hit. true there's something about calling it corona almost not even calling it coronavirus like like a flip name for it right like the vid yes no like, I, I agree i do agree. I, I hate that he used that line it didn't really ruin it, but every, I cringe every time it happens. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fair. No, you don't have to be. Then we get So, so What, what mm. which also is a song that from the first time I listened to it to now has grown on me tremendously. This was another song, even pre-Cardinal. This was a very old song. Oh, I didn't know and that. And it sounds, to me, it sounds like it. It sounds like something off everything so far. Oh, the wow. combination of all their early like EPs. Yeah. Um, just the way it starts with the... The riff and the sh- ding, 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 so what? Yeah. It's just everything so the, much. There's like an arpeggiated guitar right over there. Yes. Yeah. And do you know that little Hot Pocket riff? <laughs> they always have that in there. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. Hot Pocket. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, lyrically, everyone you meet along suffered an ellipsis and it's done. He's a great lyricist. Always. I he mean, always, always throws in yes. these. Very I mean, poetic. Calling back to Patterson and Leo. Uh, oh yeah, Patterson moves on. Yes, 
um swimming. those are his cats right oh are they i'm pretty sure oh shit i didn't i didn't <laughs> never understood i wonder that. if that means one of them passed away oh shit probably actually now leo's gone or yeah now yeah. leo's gone yeah oh um swimming to me kind of ripped off recycling yes it uh, did especially I, every I, time it like slows, no, no. slows down to come into this yeah, yeah. like kind of grungy. i like that again it's a it's still kind of dirgy though. Like even though they're rocking, it's very mid tempo, which is why Cyclone is like such a godsend on this record in well, general. It just so happens that <laughs> as my most played song of 2022, yeah. I have to give a big shout out to Cyclone. This is definitely poppier Pine Grove, but I'm so here oh for it. Oh my god! It. And it's this not, chorus. To be honest, but what's funny? Oh what god. is funny is that, like, the body of the chorus isn't like my favorite thing. It's kind of simple. What? I know. It's like <laughs> I don't really. It's weird because this song as a whole is one of my favorites what? by Wait, far. The chorus is like the best part of that. It's been in my head for a long time. And it feels with this guitar. No, I don't want it anymore. Oh my god, that bend that that is every that's like the best part of the record. To me, to I, me. I love going into the chorus and I love coming out of the chorus. And I'm not saying it's bad. It's just it, listen. I clearly I love this song. Um, if it's better than at, yes, why at the I'm very crying. at the very top, it's just raining acoustic guitars. Ooh. I love that. Yeah, and what you just sang that falling melody is so nice. All the electric guitar flourishes. And then the melody of, and when will it end? Boom. It's been in my head. Um, just, it spun in my head for a long time. That lyric of <laughs> yeah. spinning, kind of like a web or something, just spinning around. Um, to me, it's all about the... The end? For a long time. Oh. Oh. That's... It's oh, the best. It's I don't know why. Play. It's and then, perfect. And then also, get out of my head. Get out of my mind. Oh, that final. And it feels yes. wrong. Stop. And live. Like, oh, live. It's even better. When they like draw yeah. it out and slow it down even more. And then more. come right back in. Uh, yeah. It's it's incredible. And lit- and <laughs> and the very last, uh, uh, there's like an added guitar and these swells. And the final chord they land on. I, chills. Thinking about it. Every time I hear it, this is why I played this song over and over again. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, this is also one of my easily one of my most played songs of the year. This is one that I'll be in my car playing over and over and over again, shouting every lyric, singing every word. It's just, it's it's anthemic. Definitely, I, I love it. Unfo- I kind of wish it ended the album because unfortunately they end with eleventh hour, which I would say is the worst on the record because it's just totally nothing. It's, it's like fine. fine. It's fine. It's very fine. It's. It's it feels pretty. like them, but it's nothing incredible. Kind of sloggy. Again, it's sloggy. It's right. They're yeah. ending again on the. Duh. Yeah. Same with let. Same with. Fl- I mean, it's just that's my only problem with the record. L- lyrically, very similar to what I think this was from Foxglove. If not, 
let me know what song this was, but the very last line of this, which is the whole album, it's indicative of what the whole album is about lyrically. Well, that's the way the season sounds, the 11th hour now, when coal is cut across the sky in saturated dye, an actual emergency now, it's really going down, curled up by the fireside, the county sleeps tonight. Like no one's doing anything. Yeah, We're exactly. all just comfortable yep. while all this shit's happening. And we're in the 11th hour, like we're right at the precipice. Of which like, also I love. It's like, I was always like, why'd they call it 11-11? But first of all, I love that theme that goes throughout lyrically. He's always talking about numerals, mirrored or whatever. Uh, 11, and the idea that we're in the 11th hour. Like yeah. this is the time. This is the moment. Yeah. Um, moment. So moment, another <laughs> moment. Um, anyway, I just freaking love this band. I cannot wait to see what they come out with next. They've been consistently putting out records every two years, like in January to yeah. March or something. Which means in a year from now. One probably. year from now. Yeah, we'll see. I, again, I'm jealous that you got to see them at Stone Pony. Yeah. I haven't seen them, I feel like, in a while. And obviously it's probably been less than a year. But like, because right. um, we saw them, is that Irving Plaza yeah. earlier? Um, right, we, I did, actually, we did see them earlier in 2022. I actually didn't think they had figured out the new songs. That's exactly what I was going to say, which uh, was another reason why seeing them at Stone Pony was nice, because they either cut songs that just weren't going to work. work, or they they definitely just pine grovified them mm. in terms of lot, because they always went they always, live. And they always do, which is always exciting to see a yeah. band that will make... Every time you like, every time I see the song Skylight, I feel like they do That's a different, the different I think, version. I think of you'd it. probably hear some of these songs that aren't your favorites live, and you'd be like, "Holy shit, yeah. these, these are amazing!" Still, so glad to have it in the collection. Again, was my also top ten record of the year. I, I love this band. I love this album. All right, my number two album of the year is Angel in Real Time by Gang of Youths. happy to see that this was so high on your list yeah this really it's a crazy album really hit me yeah. i mean so this is a, a rock band from sydney australia another australian artist yep. we're covering they have you know, so i'm many just realizing good music my entire top them. five are not american really right so number five <laughs> five was 1975 uh oh true english fontaine cc irish charlie xcx british gang of youth australian and black country British. I wow. just realized that. Yep. Anyway, this band is from Sydney. Screw the US. Yeah, right. Um, so I actually got introduced, and I think you did too. Yeah. Um, our from friend Tommy. Tom introduced Tommy. us to Fear and Trembling, which yeah. is just like an unbelievable song. Yeah. Um, and then you, Adam, I, Me? I, I, <laughs> I had intended to pick up this record, but just hadn't. And you had shown me In the Wake of Your Leave, one yeah. of the first songs that was released from the album, I think. Um, blew me away yeah and then you showed me the man himself and i was like holy shit <laughs> and it's i don't know if you continue to listen to the album or it fell off for you but for me i will the, say I through will the year i was just like yeah more it did fall off for me so i'm glad that you got me to kind of re-listen to this this album is epic like yeah epic album on a, on had a, you heard other albums of theirs i had only listened to the first so actually i don't know the first album at all it's even hard to get but the one that the one before it on. i listened to a few times there's it's good it didn't grab me the way Does it has it doesn't have a similar kind of epic feel or they they in general have it's that. nowhere near as adventurous musically yeah. Yeah. um and for whatever lyrically which we'll get into yeah. this one really gripped me mm -hmm. i mean this album like i said is an epic album on a narrative front yeah. because it was written after and primarily 
all about the lead singer songwriter uh, David La La Pepe, I think is how to pronounce his name. His father passed away, and kind of this whole album is about the aftermath of his death, not just in grieving him, but like kind discovering of discovering his all roots. these family secrets yeah. and secrets about his father he didn't know. His father lied about like so many things about his birthday, yeah. where he grew up. He didn't. He found out like he had half siblings. Um, across the world like like crazy stuff um so yeah this whole album is like him him grappling with his father grief his identity his family how he his culture and ethnicity it's it's, it's very interesting and fascinating he's a great writer very much great so. lyrics um and musically speaking this album even if this album was just the straight ahead hard on your sleeve rock songs yeah. it would already be great but this record they constantly interweave like vocal choral work from this like ethnic yes it's like pacific island indigenous music yeah which again a lot of this album is him realizing that he has like samoan roots and his yeah. father like didn't tell him about any of this stuff um it, it grounds this rock album in like a very unique space mm -hmm. um like I said, this the, the songs are about grief and identity and kind of going back and forth, writing um, from the perspective of both him and his father. Um, I do want to call out uh, the song in the wake of your leave. In the Wake of Your Leave is an amazing song that deals with the immediate aftermath of him at his father's funeral and his kind of complicated relationship with his father and with grief. Um, the, David's voice is so rich. Yeah. So... So romantic. Yes. On this on this song, on the whole record, I really feel like he's like one of the best new rock vocalists that yeah. I've heard. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. It's like Gang of Youths for me borders on cheesy in his vocal delivery sometimes because it's so clutch but your heart only few times do they actually cross the line mm -hmm. like it is on the right side of the line for me where i still very much connect to it um the, there's something about the the propulsive drumming oh my god those skittering hi-hats oh, and it continues into the verse totally oh and i love that that verse melody <laughs> So as you canyoned from our world upwards, and the angels took their place, I was a loser at your funeral. It was drawn out in oh, vain. Such great range in his vocals. Um, even though this song is is more straightforward than the, yes. some of the other tracks. Yes. It, this is the most like Fear and Trembling, yes. which is the only song I knew going into this album. But there are still so many cool production choices, oh both in the intro vocals, the strings so that come strings, in, the more bass strings. work, more strings. My hand, my heart. Oh, God, it's so good. Yeah. That leaves me in a rut. And it comes and goes. It's just, it's just this is life-affirming music to me. Yeah. And this was my introduction to this album and, and gripped me immediately. It is, it is heart clutching. Like yeah. you just said, it is like, it, yeah, I think what becomes more special about the album though, is when they add in these drum loops. So there's a lot of songs that could have just been straight ahead rockers, but they yeah. add like, per, like weird 
electronic drums to them. There are times where you don't I like it? don't like it, but there are times where I very much like the experimentation. I mean, like The Man Himself, another song that you showed me that I absolutely fell in love with, has this percussive drum loop over and over, yeah. and it's built almost on this this island uh, vocal sample. Right. Oh my God, it's so good. And also, oh my God, that chorus. Hey now, I don't know what to feel. I don't feel right but i want you become my own man that's the most i feel like i said this the first time you maybe listened to it it's the most justin courtney pierre but i want to become my own man again hey i don't know what to feel i don't know how to feel right but i want to become my own man i guess yeah again him sort of dealing with this loss um a lyric i forgot i wanted to mention in uh the wake of your leave you were singing it earlier, but so as you canyoneered from our world upwards, yeah. dying, and the angels took their place, I was the loser at your funeral and no emotion conveyed. It was drawn out in vain and the idiot I am just figured in the wake of your leave that I'd never hear from you again. Yeah. He, he writes so poetically about death and grieving um, that I fi- find really uh, impressive and uh, relatable. Definitely. Um, the other song I want to particularly highlight is much different than the rest of the record, but it's going to be Brothers. He didn't know about our father till I, I guess he was about 18. And he did some time for something awesome, and he's the sweetest guy you'll ever meet. He came to meet me at a festival And he told me everything he knew This song is a stunning song about this discovering family members he didn't know were left behind in Samoa, basically, by his father. He didn't even know his father had another family before. Oh, man, I just just, got to read this. Uh, Our father hid a lot of painful memories, a bunch of shit he never shared. But when he died, I went out looking for them, for all the things he never said. Thought he was born in 1948, but was born a whole decade before. Thought he was brought up in New Zealand, but he was born and brought up in Samoa. We thought that he was only half Samoan, that his mother was a German Jew. But I went and found his birth birth certificate, and he lied about that, too. He gave us everything. Our, our father's love was unmistakable. He gave us everything he had. I guess that meant pretending he was half white to give his kids a better chance. Yeah, I read that whole passage because it's so... He has this resentment towards his father for lying and yeah. keeping so many sides of him. But then he's like, as the he's album goes on, he's becoming more and more understanding of the choices his father made. Yep. I know our father had his reasons... But that can never make it right or fair. I hate myself for stealing all his love when my brothers thought he was dead. So as I dig through the collateral, the secrets hid throughout the years, I know I'll hardly ever answer them, but it's kept it's a way to keep him near. Oh man, this this is like very emotional song to me. And he goes through literally meeting his half siblings yeah. and talking about them and their relationship or lack thereof with the father and what their life is like and Oh man, it's just such a human album in a way that that talks about relationships between people and family in a way that I haven't heard in a long time. I really love that brother song. Um, it also very much these feel more than any of the albums probably that we've discussed or will discuss maybe um, is the most diary entry. Like this feels yes. the most like yeah, people can relate to it, but this is about him. This is about his life. Um, and he's not hiding that in any way. He's not trying to make it 
something that's you know compact and relatable to everyone he's just kind of getting it out in song that's i'm so glad you said that i completely agree um it's it's hard to talk about this album because i think every song is amazing like the only reason this isn't number one i mean well we'll talk about our number one it is long it's a long that's why i don't don't think this was on my top five it's an hour and seven minutes and i could probably trim a few of these to make it yeah but they're 50 minutes which is still long many songs i love the angel of eighth avenue another great rocker amazing bass work very bruce Bruce springsteen returner is a cool song that's my least favorite really yeah (laughs) i'm only in it for the money um oh tend the garden kingdom of you oh don't don't miss don't miss unison Unison. That is one of my favorite songs. It's very like the national. I love his Ooh, low yeah, octave yeah, in it. Yeah. yeah. Forbearance. I mean, and then you mentioned uh Oh Spirit Boy. Your favorite songs were the last two, right? Uh I thought you mentioned that earlier. They kind of bleed <laughs> I, together. I, I, the two that I mentioned um in my honorable mentions for songs were In the Wake of Your Leave, which okay. we already talked about. And the very last song, which you can consider the last two songs part are like of Hand of God. Song. That's the thing. It's like, yeah. I wish that I heard this on like vinyl so that I wasn't looking at the tracks. Because uh-huh. like, Hand of God goes directly into Goal's, Goal of the Century. I do love Goal of the Century. That is such an epic on an album full of, you full could of say, epics. epics. Absolutely. I mean, and I, I think some people could be fatigued by that because ev- almost yes. every song is like, like that, you said, his voice and his vocals yeah. and the heart in your but sleeve, that's the thing. Outs- Outside of trimming a few songs, I think some of the songs could be trimmed down like towards the end. Like yeah, some of them don't. I mean, long. granted, what you just, I'm glad you actually, you know, I, I sh- need to go to all the lyrics of, of this album because yeah. I haven't. Brothers to me, when you just look at it musically, it just repeats the same melody over and over again, and it's just piano, it and it's six minutes. It does. So, but I'm sure but narratively, you don't. You don't yeah. want, I'm sure you don't want to cut anything out uh, narratively. But there are songs where it just like goes on for two minutes too long that I, I would, if I had the power, okay. would trim it back. But um, yeah, this is a crazy album, and I am excited to go back to their other albums. I I'm also very appreciative s- of Tom's. Me too. I'm so upset I didn't catch them live because again, this is an Australian band; they do not tour. Yeah. The states very often, especially now that it's much harder for international. I think they acts. were at Brooklyn Steel. I know. Can you imagine? I cannot because I didn't get into this album at that point. Yeah. Like I said, in, did Tom go to that? Do you know? I I don't remember if he did. He was. Did planning he get into this album? Have you know. like connected with him on it? <laughs> I don't think he's listened to it as much for whatever reason. Yeah. But yeah, these songs are so rich, so full, such complete works. Like you had mentioned, maybe too rich, just like eating too much of a chocolate cake like they're so <laughs> dense and rich so many great anthemic songs but there are a lot of them um i still think this is one of the best records of the year i think both musically i mean again i talk a lot, a lot talk about a lot of genres but at the end i'm i'm a rock boy like yeah. this album rocks yeah. and also packs that emotional lyrical punch that again puts these songs and albums over the edge to me because even if the lyrics were nothingness i would have been like holy shit i love these songs but because you you are going on this journey with him learning about his family and his grieving process and his ultimate acceptance of his father as a person and as father it's just it's just it's it's insane and, yeah. and i love it it's 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 a complete work that i really think everyone should go listen to and let's close it out with our mutual number one pick for our favorite album of the year Ants from Up There by Black Country New Road. Stop your 
like you mentioned earlier, first time we've ever had the same number one album. Yeah. And I'm so glad you resonated with me, resonated with this like me. Yeah. Because I think when I heard this, I think I said to you, this album came out in February, like very early in the year. And I this think was I, another album that you and I listened to at the same time, actually. And I think I said, this is the album to beat this yeah. year. And nothing beat it. Yeah. And Gang of Youths be, came close, but nothing beat this record. It this, is, it's, it's a dense record. Oh, yeah. And so it did also, like when it came out, I was listening to it a bunch and I was like, yeah, this is definitely a masterpiece. And because it was so dense, and at the same time I was getting into Pine Grove, very different yes. <laughs> types of music. And obviously I've got such a soft spot for Pine Grove. I like gravitated more towards that. Other albums came out. I started to listen, listening to other stuff. I did drop this for a while. Mm-hmm. But in the last month and a half or so, oh, going wow. back to it, that is what I like. I grew to know it and understand it more mm-hmm. than I did even earlier. And I'm so glad that I went back to it the way I did because there's no question that this is the most impressive release. Yes. This is a mon- at least from 2022. Yeah, maybe this longer. This is a monumental work. Yes, and it it sucks that we even have to talk about this. But what makes this album even more tragic? Well, the album's not in, tragic. It, well, exactly, but I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> what, what makes it more feel even more monumental is yeah. that this is the last record that Black Country presumably will put out with their original lead singer, uh, Isaac Wood. And lyricist. And lyricist. Like, such a huge part of this. This is days or maybe a week before the album dropped. Isaac said he was leaving the band, basically (sighs) mental health issues. Um, And it's hard to think about this band moving forward without him because he's such a singular voice and important part of this band they are moving on and, and i'm still interested in checking out i will say my friend music. my friend julian who i've probably talked about a couple times on this podcast he loves black country new road uh he sent me a video of of them without isaac i don't remember uh, this is probably a new song of theirs but the piano player was singing she's got a beautiful voice like they still They're all the entire band is trading vocals now and i also sampled some songs and i'm I was like i'm excited this is good it's not going to be the same but it's still like I'm, gl- there's something nice about. Uh, it's like you don't often see a band where there's a lead vocalist who leaves, and then you don't just get like a new main lead vocalist to uh, right to to Replace, take over that yeah. spot. But then you, I also don't like the idea of like okay, then the band should just break up. Like they're not doing that. They are taking their musicianship, musicality, and we will talk about it. Like yeah. the whole band. Is to credit for yeah, this album for sure, and they are going to continue. And and I am I'm also I'm excited. It's not going to be the same, but I I also they deserve. I want to see them live yeah. without him. Uh, what's yeah. weirder is that they're not playing any of these songs. That's tragic. They're only. But I get like, it. How can you do it without exactly? Isaac? Like, how can again, you how can that, you sound that makes like this Isaac? album and the last record, which I also loved and also made my top twenty of twenty twenty one. Um, this feels like a very special swan song yeah. of of the band of this iteration that we're never we might never hear these songs live yeah. ever until 50 years from now it's great like <laughs> it's like the number one record you know, I don't know. <laughs> who knows <laughs> when we'll ever hear these songs live if we'll ever see isaac wood live yeah and these songs yes you you said it earlier this feels my maybe I said this monumental. This is the most important <laughs> piece of music to come yeah, out of yeah. 2022. And I'm glad you agree. Yeah. Every single song is an Epic. Yeah. I mean, there are a couple instrumentals. I wouldn't call them epics. Even they're, Mark's, they're amazing. Even Mark's theme I love them. I love them. is like but, one of my most beautiful ev- things. Every song on here 
had like is so organic and has climaxes and releases and really do feel like each one could be its own masterpiece on a good album. Great. But there are so many of them and it's, yeah, it's so, everything feels so raw and so live and it's the perfect synergy between all these extremely young musicians. They also talk about like, I don't know how old Isaac is, 22? Yeah, 23? Early 20s. He sounds older, he sounds shaky and mature, and his lyrics world, are so weary. Yeah. Uh, poignant and, yeah. and uh, mature. That's all I can say. I think we haven't really described what this band even sounds like, but I think that's one of the hardest things to do, is to actually explain what they sound like. The way because, I try to explain yeah. it is post-Baroque Klezpunk. <laughs> How yes, did I do? Pretty good. I don't know the, if the, I would say pop at all. Like, there's no I didn't pop. Say pop. In, oh, I think you said klez pop. Klez punk. Oh, klez punk. <laughs> Post baroque yes. klez punk. I think that's a great. That's a great way of putting it. It does it. If I had to say something, it would be like art rock, which is like a lame thing to say. But yeah. like, this is this borders on avant garde at points, yeah. and it's it's not hooky. But there's no. so much to dig into to yeah. dig your teeth into musically that. Any lover of music will find a lot in here. And yes, I think it brings to mind early arcade fire yep. in terms of the instrumentation of bringing, you know, string instruments and like you said, Baroque and kind of chamber um, elements to a post-punk sound along with, like you said, this klezmer backdrop of, of the the horns which the violin and wood, wood, and most, woodwinds most, oh and the violin uh, yeah. which and again they had it on the last record and i'm so glad they still have it here even in the intro you hear it right there um yes they sound like nobody else they really sound like nobody else yeah. musically speaking that's the, the thing their song structures isaac isaac, isaac as could a front be man. could be the front man of like a grungy post-punk band he sounds like he's got that like kind of a shaky and then when he screams and yap, it's like he he's got that. But the then it's he's got these like classically trained musicians behind him. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. I, I don't even know where you want to begin. I don't know. <laughs> it starts off the whole album starts off with this short intro of this dizzying five eight riff uh, that just already from the get go saxophone violin and piano combined and it very much is foreshadowing what's to come with the next song and with the album as a whole and then you go right into chaos space marine i love the song where you get sort of another variation on this quirky kind of communal riff between all the instruments and you hear all these little like squelchy squeaky interjections it's like this band is alive and this is before the- isaac even gets in Yes, they're alive and they're always there. They're always in the background, yeah. almost reminding you that each one of them exists. Yeah. Like they're always, and not in an obnoxious way, but they're filling spaces with, like you said, whether it's squeaks and yeah. or or cool riffs or yeah. a string passage here, or it 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 feels like you're in the room with the band. Yeah. It feels like you're almost listening to them write the music. And I, I have a feeling a lot of this if was, not all came of it out was, of, was recorded live is what I was going to say. Oh, I was going to say also came out of at times, and I don't mean this as a negative, feels improvisational. Like there are times yeah, yep. where they get jazzy yes. and like kind of meander, but not in a way that feels self-important or anything. It just, they, they're, they're great musicians. Yeah. I love when that riff from the very beginning comes in at halftime. And you know, I don't love halftime, but I love the I'm coming home. And also just literally this song 
lyrically at the very end, I'm coming home, Billie Eilish style. Which a comes, conco- which a conco- comes out later. A Concord will fly, which right, also comes in later. Ignore the holes I've dug again. He also talks about digging holes in like Haldern. So he, he kind of gives all these little lyrical motifs. Foreshadowing. That, yeah, that come yeah. In, in later songs. Concord is another great song that has a great build. I love the waltz feel. Yes. Dun, 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 oh, yes. Dun. And all these little mandolin picks. My favorite melody from here is through a thousand mile long tube. His lyrics are crazy. Concord, this organ, the new one I'm forming, it's grown so persistent on you. By the morning, I'd fell to my feet and the doctor said, we are unfortunately running out of options to treat. What a funny way to speak. I love that. And you like Concord. I, I came yes, gentle it, it builds so well and the band again envelops him he he sometimes feels like he stands alone from the band and then the band comes back and like yeah. covers him in these washes of sound oh, the saxophone and again as i said it always builds to some sort of climax it's it's like orgasmic the ending of that song. i was made to love you can't you tell (laughs) i love that um i love the intro chaos space marine concord but i actually think now is where we hit like the mega load yeah these next few songs it's basically the whole rest of the record but like (laughs) yeah because i feel like it just gets better and better but red song goodwill hunting haldern and mark's theme the middle part of this album yeah i mean the whole album is 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 amazing but this stretch is is just incredible to start off with bread song just just these guitars Like you said, these guitars, uh, it feels very kind of Radiohead almost oh, at the yeah. very beginning. Um, and I love his hushed vocals. Okay, well, I just woke up and you already don't care that I tried my best to hold you through the headset that you wear. <laughs> I love I love his very emotive in his in his lyrics. And I feel like, like in other songs, you kind of hear the band behind him almost like to get out yes there were so many times that it feels very antsy yes yes like yes the band is like i I just want to play but again not in a messy way it feels it builds that tension again that isaac is so good about building in his own vocal performance the band matches that tension and release so well definitely there are these great like string screeches this is before the chorus comes in and this almost the entirety of the song is is tension yeah. Um, before you hit that chorus. Yes. But the chorus itself, it's this like rubato out of time. Uh, I don't, he just sounds like he's preaching mm-hmm. in this. But lyrically in this chorus, I need to to read these because I love it. And, and now that I know what it's being said, it just, it elevates it to me. Show me the land you acquire and slip into something beside the holes you try to hide and lay out your rules for the night. Don't eat your toast in my bed. Darling, I never felt the crumbs until you said, this place is not for any man nor particles of bread. Mm. What? So good. Don't eat your toast in my bed. Who's ever said that in the song? <laughs> but it's so it's so good. He also has a very esoteric writing yeah. style. I never that, felt the crumbs. That'll... That's like, that's such an evocative 
image. Like that sucks when you feel a little crumb and you bet like that ruins your whole vibe. I don't know. I don't know how much he's <laughs> saying about that, but it like it, it, I feel that. Um, These are not, a, this is not a great analog, but I mentioned earlier in when I was talking about 1975, what I love about Matt Healy's writing yeah. is he'll talk very kind of off the cuff and drop pop culture references and then have like very poignant moments. Yeah. And I feel the same way about Isaac Wood. He, he has little lyrics and couplets. He drops Billie Eilish. He talks about Kanye in the first record. Yeah. Um, and then he'll have these like really potent. He actually has another poetic. lyric about bound Two in here. Oh, I don't think I yeah. even caught that. That's interesting. Um, but yes, I know what you mean there. And there is moments where he's like, I was made to love you. There are just core changes in this song oh. that are like my oh. favorite of the year. Oh, I was Ugh. still losing. So we knelt at the altar. I wish I, I could love. sing the core changes as you did that. <laughs> I, love, I love in that second verse when the drum clicks and the bass is on oh, the offbeat. Oh. No one had Wi-Fi inside your apartment. Uh, also a great lyric. Uh, no one had Wi-Fi inside inside your apartment, so, so we, we knelt, knelt at, at your, your altar. altar. Yeah. Wow! And then it like at, to, in the last chorus, it co- almost becomes twangy. Mm. It's like kind of folky. It's a very weird song, but for sure one of my favorites. And then this goes into my favorite song on the record, yeah. which is "Goodwill Hunting." This song was one that kind of passed me by on first few That's listens. That's so odd because I actually find it probably the quote unquote catchiest. Interesting. Like it, it starts. Yeah. Like it, like it has a more a brighter sound. Yeah. It's another waltz, but no. But now this is now one like probably next to bread song for me. Yeah. No. I love this because yeah. of the chorus. Yeah. Because oh of God. that chorus. But even before that, I love it goes from a waltz right into the shift of. You call. I'll be there. I love the background vocalist. Yes, um, trading off o- with her octave or yes, doing the octaves. Yes. Yeah, um, so good. Yeah, and then these choruses. This is like this to me harkens back to the chorus of Cowboys. My God, it's it's crazy Ooh. how many times I just bring up Counting Crows. It's, it makes sense. <laughs> but the chorus of Cowboys, in terms of like all these different elements happening in different ears at the same time. And it all creates, I mean, this isn't just cowboys. Like so many songs do yeah, that. The beginning of the course where that... you get that. First of all, very strange for like, for the most of this record, it's all organic instruments, but right, so this one the has synth. this synth. This, mm-hmm. Um, but to have this in, there's like a nice guitar going oh, to the left. There's and then, twinkly guitars. And I love his melody. She had Billy Eilish style moving to Berlin for a little while. Trying to find something, something to, to hold, hold on, on to. to. It's Never not so hard me. to find. That's, oh, I love that part. And message me if you change your mind. Lyrically, the first lyrics of this, you walk up on the raised edge, hands out for balance. You slip and you almost grab mine, but you find your feet. And I never wanted so much someone to fall. That's so good. Like this whole thing is about him 
very much unrequited love or yes. something just like grasping for someone who just doesn't want him. <laughs> it's just been a weekend, but in my mind, we summer in France with our genius daughters now. And you teach me to play the piano. Like my God, I am that person who I see someone and I envision our future together. I similarly love this lyric in one of the verses. There's no room for me to go. Oh, oh I'd yeah. wait there, float with the wreckage, fashion a long sword, traverse the Milky Way, trying to get home to you and bring a piece of the stars. Wow, I I, I love that. Yeah, I love that so much. For me, the best part of this entire song is that final chorus oh. when he is when the band yes. is just. First of all, the synth is like heavy yeah, in yeah, now, yeah. and the band is rocking. And well, they're, he, they're they're like they're like kind of rocking, but it's not a full beat yet. And then eventually, it just simmers. When into he the starts boom. screaming, yeah, well, yeah, with the drums start pounding, and he starts. She had Billy Eilish style moving to Berlin, like trying to, to find, find something to hold on to. to. I love that, yeah. Oh, man. But my favorite, my favorite part of the whole melt. This might be my favorite part of the whole album is she's not that hard to find that yeah. melody. Something about it at the end, him wailing in that higher octave, and like, and after like cracking his voice after he's been so kind of low, yeah, this yeah, whole, yeah. when he finally gets to that moment, um, never texts me nothing, but she wants to tell me, oh I know. God. And then this is like one of the only times where he, he kind of bites back lyrically like everything else he's feels much more like a simp honestly like in the relationship but this time he's like uh darling i'll keep fine yeah the the i'll keep fine never text me nothing she wants to tell me she's not that hard to find and message me but i'll be okay yeah it's like and i like that and then also just billy she had billy eilish style like i mean he mentions charlie who i think is charlie xcx oh I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. I looked at like in, in later songs. By the way, we forgot to mention in Iodine them referencing the Billie Eilish video. Oh yes, right? yes, of the black. Which uh, I think that's what it, the I, reference it's gotta be. is. Yeah, he mentioned something about that brilliant video. Your eye, yeah, trickling, whatever, trickling black, something. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Then we have Haldern, which my God, I don't. I wish I knew the piano player's name to give her her due because mm. or credit or whatever you want to say. Um, just gorgeous soundscape. It sounds like winter. And then also piano, like when you go all the way to the climax of this song. And again, there's no chorus on this song. No, this like is very much stanza to yeah. stanza. It just builds. It just builds. And I think, you know, moving to Mark's theme, which again, could have been just like a throwaway instrumental. This is like one of my favorite parts of the album. Do you know it's the history so... of this song? No. So supposedly Mark is the saxophone player's uncle who passed away from COVID. Oh my God. And so they wrote this in his honor. And that little vocal that you hear at the end, I am That's him. That's his that's oh, uncle. Wow. Yeah. That, that but, is special. But this is a beautiful piece that again, it's so mature and it shows the like intricate musicianship of the band. Especially when you have these moments where Isaac's not a part of it. Right. And you just, yeah, like I would love to see someone like choreograph a dance to this. It is a beautiful little it, it, song. It, I, I overuse this term, but cinematic. It feels like a score yes. to like a 70s an old movie. Like taxi, like, Absolutely. Uh, taxi, I don't know about Taxi that Driver. Is that what I mean? I don't know about that. But, <laughs> but, but yes, I mean, Taxi Driver is a jazz score. So I guess that's what I'm thinking. But <laughs> yes, just like this is probably the shortest song on the record besides the intro, and it's instrumental, and it's still like gripping. And I don't want it to end. And it's so beautiful. And then it goes into one of, again, the last three songs on this album are like epics. And could all be Mini epics. Yeah, the place where he inserted the blade is like, oh my God, there's so much here. Yeah. 
your chicken broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> That's the lyric I gravitate towards. I know, because it's so out of nowhere, but I do love that. Clean your soup maker and breathe in your chicken, broccoli, and everything. The tug that's between us, the long string, Concord, bound to in my evening. Oh, I never picked that up as a song lyric. Yeah. Show me the fifth or the or cadence reference. you want me to play. I love that. I love that line. Anytime someone like brings a musical element to sort of describe just kind of like communication or whatever. And I love how it sucks in in those pre-choruses. I know you're scared. And then those little guitars doing ding dong ding dong. <laughs> I love your ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got I have you love my ding dong. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I have more ding dong stuff to talk about in a couple songs. And after the place where he inserted the blade is one of the most holy shit moments on this record, which is snow globes. Yeah, this is strangely. One of my least favorites on the record. I don't think that's that strange. It's not very melodic. It's very atonal. Yeah. It's very droney um, and also very trance-like. And it's another one like Haldern where there's no chorus. It just kind of well, continues. Well, it's God of Weather. God of Weather, Henry knows. That's fair. I guess at, towards the end. take out on their own. Well, which I really like that lyric. God of, God of Weather, Henry knows snow globes don't shake on. It's so simple. Don't shake on their own. I love the idea of like, if you're looking for like something to happen, you need to actually put Ooh, some effort into that it. That was The idea well of like said. a snow globe is so beautiful, but it's most beautiful when you move it. Do something. When you do something. When you're to, to active in life. Wow, yeah, I like exactly. that. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, there are these, there's this drum hurricane bubbling and exploding throughout this song. It it is, it's jaw dropping. And again, I think the first time we heard it together, we were just like, yeah. I mean, that is just like one of the best drum performances I've ever heard on record. Again, it reminds me a little bit of Via Chicago. Totally. When totally. Glenn, and we Glenn, talked about that. Yeah. When, on our 2019 yes. retrospective, we we mentioned. Mm-hmm. When Glenn explodes. And again, when we saw that, right, we saw that live happen and it was yeah. like even better than the record. Yeah. Um, but not just the drums, like the, the band. Yeah, this like Lord of the Rings violin. so tense and epic. And again, again. Isaac is just repeating the same lyric over and over again and getting louder and louder and louder and screaming and screaming and like it's so intense I think I was listening with Erin and she was like I can't listen (laughs) I was gonna say there's no way she was like yeah she definitely likes some of this stuff but (laughs) I I think this was like and the songs are very long yeah well this Um, one yeah this is I mean yeah but talk about long songs talk about long songs that precedes the next song the the, actual closer which is the epic of all the epics I, mean, I don't think just in length like it is through composed which I don't think you can say about most of these other songs yeah it's this this is a 13 minute epic with like multiple parts yeah. um, and, and talk about ding dong <laughs> there are all these like references I don't even know if that was purposeful or whatnot but all these like clock tower chimes literally at the beginning the guitar almost mimics bling 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 Bling. And then later there's ding dong. Yes, the, ding, they get more dong. pronounced for sure. 
Um, but yeah, every section of this is so good. It takes three minutes before Isaac comes in. They let shit breathe and build so naturally. They don't. They are not confined to certain timestamps. Right. They're not confined to structures of how rock music typically is played. Yeah. They are playing as if they're a symphony. Like this band plays like they're an orchestra. Yeah. And they allow the ebbs and flows and instrumental breaks and motif like these motifs to come in and out and to not just lyrically foreshadow but musically oh foreshadow as you're talking about this i'm just envisioning how nice it would have been to sit in like a concert hall and see this because it, it belongs there they did a concert hall live stream in covid with like no one sitting Fuck. there and it and it was mostly the first is it, album is it recorded yeah oh shit you can watch it on youtube okay it's amazing we'll have to do and that the, and then <laughs> they play two songs which i think were goodwill hunting and basketball shoes. Like, oh, this was before, before this the album. new album came out. Oh, damn it. Right. Well, yeah, because Isaac was still there. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I do want to talk about, I mean, there are like three sections of the song. Yeah. To me, the best, maybe most, it's not even like climactic in terms of like everyone's playing super loudly, but to me, one of the best moments of the record is the, the start of this second section. Oh, I can't think of anything better. Pick a hair off my sweater. this electric guitar comes in and then the skittering drums and this melody oh i haven't felt this way in like ever i am the call no you are the weather it's the most peppy they're on they're, yeah. they are like the entire it's the most even like more indie than rock hunting. just that yeah and the skittering drums yeah and then it goes to the third section where with this like hunchback of Notre Dame like choir when it goes back to the ding dongs. Wow, what you know a what great. It, there's a lot reference. of things about this that remind me of just again, I'm talking about like clock tower chimes. Mm. It feels like like fiery Cathedral. fiery on the ground mm-hmm. and you're up in the in the clock tower and anyway. Um yeah, and you have these like gunshot drums. Yeah. And yeah, the very, I mean, again, once again, they have this massive climax at the end where everyone is just going crazy and he's ripping. And you hear the whole band. Everyone is at yes. play here. And, it, and it's at, like playing a, at their like most fortissimo, if you will, just like their <laughs> loudest. It's an epic conclusion to an epic song of an epic album that, I don't know, this feels hyperbolic, but like this album could be studied. Like this, there, there's so totally. much musically here to pick apart um, compositionally, instrumentally, like some of these songs drift into jazz and avant-garde. And it makes for, like you had mentioned, at times a dense listen. Yeah. But this is an album like I can't just put on in the background, which is why I don't think this is my, even though this is my number I think, one. I think I could these days. There was an album now that, that you know it There was better. an album that came out by Perfume Genius this year, which I think scored a movie. That is a dense album that oh, I boy. could not get into, that I couldn't listen to recreationally. This, but yes, at first, that's kind of what I was saying. At first it was so dense, it was hard for me, like... I feel like you need to know it really well before you can maybe just put it on the background. I still can't put it on the background. To me, like I can't be doing anything when I listen to this album yeah. because the, the lyrics are so dense. The songs are so long and take a while to get going. But when they do, it just like, 
it's hard to do something else while like the end of snow globes are playing or <laughs> well, the end yeah, of, I don't want that of, while I'm studying of, for a test. <laughs> or the end of goodwill hunting or Mark's theme yeah. or the, at the, the, uh, the final chorus to Concord, like basketball shoes is so epic. It's like a story in and of itself. And you just like get yes. completely lost in it. Yeah. It's such a special record. Uh, I'm so glad it exists in our life. Like it feels important if like a like a like in 2022 when you think that we've done everything and all these albums are just retreats of other genres like this feels new this yeah, feels i know like this so this, unique i was trying to i've think never of, heard anything like this i was trying to think of how to sort of explain this but it, it feels like it's this little big bang that happened of like everything perfectly coming together in terms of the musicians where isaac was at in life like mm -hmm. this album exists just because of all these people, this one point in time, they came together and created this thing. I, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying, but it just feels like this. It's so momentous. It's going to be there forever. I'm so happy about it. Um, yeah. I need to re-listen to their first album now oh, that I've yes, fallen in love do. with this. Because I did listen to it a couple times and I really liked it, but like I have not sat with it like yeah. I need to. It's, it's also great. And again, they only have these two albums. Like Adam mentioned earlier, I can't wait to hear what this band does next, even though it will be drastically different without Isaac. Um, but good for them for continuing and knowing that they have something special that they don't want to get rid of just because one member leaves. Yeah. Um, and again, they deserve it. Like every time you hear, as we're saying, you hear this band playing and you're like, these, they deserve the world. Normally <laughs> this is an album I would say like, this isn't for everyone. And in some ways I could still say that, but I feel like it's so good that everyone should listen to this. Yeah. Everyone should try music that's could be a little challenging at first. I think it's actually Isaac that people would have a hard time with. Just his, his voice his delivery. being so raw and ragged um is not what everyone would gravitate maybe towards. it's for me that's part of the the grand oh, appeal i'm with you i'm just trying to think of what pieces of it yeah. you know might not connect with others but you're hearing it from from the both of us you should definitely Number check this one record album out. of the year all right let's quickly go through our honorable mentions um i'm sure you have more so let i'm me just... only gonna mention five the rest of my top ten so <laughs> okay go, go my number six was everything to everything i mean that yeah, album is that fantastic was on mine as well I, I, very close i wish i could have talked about it more I than know. just jennifer because there's so much i love on it well, hey pine, they've, they've got more than five records so. yes they do oh that's right uh pine grove number seven mm -hmm. i mean love that band uh beyonce that album is amazing like i don't it look like you've listened I've at all i've never listened to a beyonce record before. this is i don't know if this is the best is record. this the one this, this could be it. it. I mean, really? I, I've got to, I've got to play you some stuff because okay. it's, it's, it's incredible. Madison Cunningham. I mean, yeah. album is amazing. I yeah. thought it was a little front loaded. And then Mitski, Mitski yeah. made my top 10 because I don't know at first when we listened or when I listened, she has this way of like dancing around a melody and not <laughs> singing the melody. Like she almost purposely makes things atonal, but for whatever reason, these songs started clicking like one yeah. after the other, other. And the songs that I used to think were like, the most boring are my favorite now and so sparse and like her i just love her her ability to capture emotion in the way she sings even if it's not always the most melodic i find it catchy because of how she sings i like find myself singing these songs all the time whether or not she's doing the big pop stuff or the more reserved stuff i think the mitski album is like her best record by so far. you prefer that to her last record by far i need to spend more time with yeah. it this was similarly again all these not all of these a lot of records that came out 
admittedly at the beginning of the year aside from pine grove will eventually like fall off and then when i'm doing these retrospectives hadn't listened to that misky album forever and it was hard to find favorites but i, I do need to go back and spend a little yeah. more time with it what about you um i don't have these in order but skinty fia was definitely yeah. an honorable mention yeah. um raw data feel like you just said everything everything um they're just a handful of songs on there that not my favorite and it's a little too long but it is a fun record i remember telling you at some point in the year I just have fun going back to this record. I can't stop going I, back to it. I same. I at one point thought it would have been my number one, like because yeah. I was just going back to it so yeah. so much. But I agree, it's too long. There's some songs I'd cut, yeah. but the highs are like so high. And there's obviously that great string in the beginning. Um, Definitely, yeah. Um, Dragon, New Warm Mountain, I Believe in You by Big Thief. Um, listen. 20 songs, baby. All double albums need to be trimmed down. I just am going to put <laughs> that out there. Melancholy is crying in the corner. How dare you? You know I've got issues with some of those songs. Um, that's 28 songs. That's crazy. Uh, but this is a great listen. Very, I mean, literally, New Warm Mountain, I believe in you. It's very warm. There's a lot of, like, bluegrass, but also these very interesting songs. Like, you, uh, what's that song called? Time Escaping. Spud Infinity. Little Things. <laughs> Like it, it comes out of nowhere on this very organic, like it looks like the, the album cover of the, like just a little campfire and nothing yeah. else. And, but they have these, these experimental tracks. Very cool. Definitely suggest uh, yeah, checking that it's, out. It's a good album. Um, Blue Rev by Always um, was also one that, you know, towards the end of the year started growing for me, but that's also an album where I would trim off a few tracks, but I do, I just love their sound. I love their reverb drenched sound. I know you really love the song after the earthquake. There are a handful of other great ones, a lot of other good ones. Um, Angel in real time, I would say was an honorable mention for sure, even though it kind of dropped off for me. And then lastly, this is the third time on three episodes I'm mentioning them, but the debut album by this band wonder horse Cub, is really good um and i do really think that you'd like a lot of it because it does harken back to a lot of 90s um like radiohead uh some jeff buckley um he's a very dynamic singer um and and grunge there's a lot of grungy aspects to it so yeah uh yeah, we didn't even mention, but just as a whole, 2022, good year in music. Totally. I mean, every year I say the <laughs> I'm same always spiel. scared at certain points. I, I mean, too. listen, because there are disappointments and we're not going to linger on those. But. Yes, we're not going to do our top five worst because we want to focus on the positive. But no, overall, I think a great year for music. And my spiel I do every time is I can't believe every year we get such good music that will last our lifetime and that we'll go back to forever and that we can talk to talk about for hours and hours and hours i hope you guys everyone listening um either checks out these albums if you've never heard them before writes into us your favorite top five explore some of these artists deeper check out these songs go see more concerts i uh, can't wait to see what 2023 has in store for us at the time of the recording only two weeks in i haven't heard any new music that's come out this year Same. um and there's some stuff down the pipeline i'm definitely excited for so we will see you at the end of 2023 Yes. Well, actually, hopefully we see you before that. That's right. With some other uh, episodes. That's right. We mentioned a few addendum episodes or maybe a new artist. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Well, until then. (laughs) Ta-ta.
Thanks for listening to Top 5 Disco, the final part of our 2022 year-end retrospective series. Now that we've ranked and discussed our favorite albums of the year, we want to know your favorite albums of 2022. Which albums did we miss? Which albums from this year will you be listening to for the rest of your life? Reach out and let us know. You can support us and help Top 5 Disco grow simply by subscribing to this podcast so you can get the new episodes as soon as they come out. And you can find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Top 5 Disco for an easy way to connect. Also, rating and reviewing Top 5 Disco wherever you listen to podcasts is always appreciated. And don't forget to tell your music-loving friends and family all about us. Thank you so much again for listening. Tune in next time. And remember, it's really all disco. Do better next time. But it's Pine Grove time. Pine Grove.